Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, let's dive into this Broncos offense and specifically the running game. Um, I felt like they, they ran the ball effectively last night. I felt like they ran the ball, honestly, in every game pretty effectively, um, you know, through three games now. I, I can't remember what was the exact rushing totals they had. I think 101. Is that right? 101. Uh, Javante Williams, 15 carries, 58 yards. Melvin Gordon, 12 carries, 26 yards. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, six carries, 17 yards. So um, I think that, Nick, the, the, the problem, though, for the Broncos is a lot of people still want Javante Williams being the featured guy. And so far, it's been pretty split. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the exact carries off the top of my head, uh, but I believe it, it's pretty close to being even. Yeah, here it says uh, 32 carries for Melvin Gordon this year, uh, 37 for Javante Williams. So, I, I mean, it's a five five you know carry difference. Uh, Nick, what do you take away from that? Uh, do you think Javante should be getting more carries? I know Melvin got the the lone touchdown, but um, what's been your takeaway from the running game? Basically, I mean, Javante is your bell cow back at this moment. And this offensive line definitely excels more when they're able to set the tempo by, you know, flashing out and being an aggressor on the defense and on the defenders. And we saw a little of that, uh, you know, last night. I I wanted to see a little more, but I understand uh, your offense needs to have balance and you just can't run it on every single play. So when it comes to the whole Melvin Gore and Javante Williams uh, debate, I still feel, once again, this is a long season, George. You're going to need both backs. But I think the biggest concern and the uh, biggest concern that I've seen on social media and talking to some Broncos fans is just uh, the drops. Uh, either it's the drops out of the backfield by Melvin, but more importantly, putting the ball on the, on the turf. And there was one time the Broncos were backed up. Melvin was trying to fight for those, uh, you know, those uh, – one or two extra yards, and a Tredevious Ward punched the ball out. And luckily, you know, Russell had the presence of mind to jump on the ball because that could have been a difference in the game. And every time Melvin is back there, it's almost like remember when everyone used to hold their breath for, you know, on every single play with Garrett Bowles, they didn't know if it was going to be a penalty or not. It seems as though that's what's happening uh with, with Melvin and the Fumbles and I, I get his point. I mean, he knows that he is, you know, maybe in the twilight year of his career. Now he's being put in that second position, that RB2 position, and he's trying to fight for every single yard. And usually, the defensively, when we see a guy trying to do that, we're coming in and trying to punch and rip at the ball. So for Melvin, he has to understand this is what defenders are going to see in him because that's what's on the scouting report. Hey, this guy fumbles the ball because once he gets in the pile, he carries it loose from his body. So he's going to have to make a concerted effort uh, throughout the season to hold that ball closer to his body when he gets in the pile. Yeah, I mean, the the issue with Melvin, and you're right, Nick, I think everybody was thinking towards the end of that game, um, almost why is he in the game? Because we've seen, I mean, last year, the, the fumbles that he had that cost them, right? I think he had... Uh, didn't he have two that were returned for like 80 yard touchdowns? Um, and could you imagine if that had happened oh boy. last night? 
Um, you know, so I think that that's what's going through everyone's head, right? Is, is like, why are you not running Javante, who also Javante was averaging nearly four yards a carry last night. I mean, he was he was he was running the ball well, um, and I feel like he's run the ball better throughout the season. So it's interesting that the carries are still really close to being split, and I wonder if that continues to be the case going forward, because last night Melvin just didn't have his best game. Again, he got into the end zone and he does have a nose for the end zone when he gets down there. He's really good at that. Uh, but I think that Javante just is just the better running back right now. And maybe something to do with maybe pass protection at times, you know, on third downs, it seems like Melvin gets in on maybe third and longs occasionally. Um, you know, we saw quite a bit of Mike Boone last night um, as well in those situations. So, it's going to be interesting to see what this this running back room looks like. And Nick, I want to get your thoughts. This is what Melvin Gordon said after the game uh, in the locker room. He said, that's where I have to be better. I know I'm getting less of a role. And because of that, I'm trying so hard to make something happen to show them I shouldn't have less of a role. The ball got away from me and I'm a little ticked about it. I work so hard on that stuff every day. But at the end of the day, we got the dub. So it's all good. What's your reaction to that, especially where he says, I know I'm getting less of a role. Well, I can understand that being the guy that that's been in that position before. And because you, you see your reps start to be reduced in games and in practice, you just feel as though on every single play, you have to make somewhat of an impact. But to me, it's well, less is more in this case, right? He understands, hey, once again, they're punching the ball out. I put the ball on the turf. If you continue to do that, I mean, now you're going to find yourself moving from RB2 to RB3, where you, you, you're having your role actually reduce even more. So for him, he has to understand pretty much where he is. But here's the question I have for you. You know, that long touchdown was given to, and the ball was handed off to Melvin Gordon when he rushed it in off the left-hand side. Do you think that that was kind of the coaching staff understanding the woes of Melvin Gordon and maybe trying to pick him up and give him that opportunity to build rebuild his confidence by giving that touchdown? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that was part of it. And I think it's also, I mean, again, Melvin is is just really good around the end zone, right? I mean, like he's shown in his career that you get the ball inside the five, he's going to find a way typically to get inside the end zone. So I, I think that it, they were both of those things. And, and I think part of the issue is like this coaching staff, you know, they brought back Melvin Gordon. And so I feel like they have like some sort of responsibility to make him be involved in this offense. And, and that's no slight on Melvin. I think that he should be in some capacity. But at the end of the day, Nick, like Javante Williams is the future. And, and I think we can all see it. Like this guy is a difference maker every time he touches the football. And I, I just I just don't understand why he's not getting, you know, 20 carries a game and Melvin's getting, you know, eight to 10, right? And, and I think you pick your spots on where those carries come at, right? Like if Javante's you know, needing a breather, obviously sub them in and out, but Javante should be the guy that is getting, you know, the majority of these carries. And it just, I, I don't know. I, I I'm confused by, it. I also just think sometimes the play calling with the running game, it, it just kind of disappears. I don't know if you thought about that last night, but like there's nothing working in the passing game, most of the game. And it felt like they were getting four five, six yards a pop in the run game. I don't know why they didn't just stick with that. Well, let's talk about uh, expand on this run game with Javante and, and Melvin. The, the reason why you're seeing Melvin get a couple of carries because he still is a decent back. The, the, the fumbles are concerned, but he can resolve that. 
by making sure he keeps the ball high and tight and close to his body. But, I mean, everyone wants Javante to go out there and get 40 carries a game. That That's not today's NFL anymore. And if you do, now you expose him to long-term injury. I mean, you, you said it yourself. I mean, he is the future at the running back position. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So at some point, you're going to have to relieve him, whether it's Gordon or it's Mike Boone. But Mike Boone only comes in on those third-down situations. And when he comes in, he rarely gets any touches. So for me right now, this is just where the Broncos are right now. They just have to find a way to work uh, in tandem with one of those guys, just tell and remind Melvin on every single possession, even, even though I know it is painstaking, but you may have to do this and let him know, hey, listen, man, we're going to give the ball to you, right? We know that the, the, the scouting report is out on you. So you just have to be great as far as making sure you have ball security because without that ball security, I mean, there's no job security for you. But th- this is a long season. They're going to have to rely on both backs. But you-, you said something in there that's really true about this Broncos offense. Yeah, the running game was on was on, on Sunday. You want to lean on it more. But where are the bootlegs? Where, where are the tight ends getting involved down the seam? We're not really seeing somewhat of a creative passing game type of uh, threat down the field. And that's something that, uh, opposing defense will pick up on and try to exploit. Yeah, and you know, I I, I saw a stat this morning that uh, of the 22 plays that Alberto was in the game, uh, all 22 were pass plays, Nick. And if you don't think defenses are going to pick up on that, that they know when 85 is in the game, they're going to throw the ball. I mean, you're kidding yourself, right? I mean, it, teams are going to pick up on what this offense can't do. And right now, uh, it, it's you know complete passes down the field. Uh, which is which is not good, right? And I think they were close on a couple. I know the Jerry Judy long pass was was really close to being a completion. Um, you know they had a couple others that were just just near misses. Um, but I, I am concerned about the tight end room, and, and I want to dive into that later this week. Uh, I, I just don't know if they have playmakers in there right now. It just doesn't seem like any of those guys are making you know the the type of plays down the field that you expect them to. But one guy. Nick, that continues to be um, maybe the best player that this team has on offense right now is Cortland Sutton. Um, you know, he is, again, spectacular last night. Um, I believe it was seven receptions, uh, actually eight receptions for 97 yards. Uh, he's currently on pace, Nick. Uh, he's averaging 97 yards per game. He's on pace to have 1,600 yards this season, which should obviously be a career high for him and, and one of the best in the league. He currently ranks fifth in the NFL in receiving yards at 291. What impresses you so much about Cortland Sutton? He just continues to find ways to not only get open, but make competitive catches, especially in the biggest of moments of games. Well, the biggest thing for me, especially from a guy who's come, who's had uh, two knee surgeries, is seeing how he is bounced back from that knee surgery. Because last season, he wasn't himself. He had that brace on his leg. You could tell that it was uh, hindering his movement, and he was a little frustrated with it. I know I was when I had the brace on my leg, but right now he's taking the brace off. It's almost like a new key on life. And this is kind of a a special year for Corlin Sutton with Tim Patrick being out because now he's become that go-to receiver for Russell Wilson in tight situations. No matter whatever it is, it's a third down, it's a second down, he needs to make a big throw and he needs someone to have a big catch. Corlin Sutton is now becoming his uh, safety blanket. So that's not a bad thing. As far as that chemistry between those two, but 
if you are watching the Broncos on tape, you are definitely watching where Corlin Sutton aligns, how often, and what position that he's in when Russell is throwing him the ball. So now you have to get other guys involved and bring them along, and that brings us back to the tight ends. When will those guys be involved? How will those guys be involved? Are they waiting for Greg Dosage to come back? I don't know. And the idea that every time Abadoka Wabonam is in, it is a pass play because you really don't see him in on um, um, blocking situation that, that much because he still really hasn't improved the way he needs to improve. But that relationship between Corlin and Russell, man, it's a thing of beauty. And I hope that they still keep Corlin on this pace so he can end the season with 1,600 yards. Yeah, I mean, he's having a great year. Um, but – like you said, Nick, they're going to need other guys to step up at some point, right? Uh, eventually, teams are going to key on on Cortland uh, and try and prevent him from from making those plays. And, and you're going to need Jerry Judy, who I, I don't think is 100 um, percent. I thought that was kind of clear yesterday. He had a couple drops, um, just didn't look like himself. I think he was also on maybe a limited snap count. He wasn't out there all the time. Uh, K.J. Hamler didn't have a single target. Uh, I think he was also on a snap count. Last night, uh, Kendall Hinton comes up with maybe the biggest grab of the game, right, uh, on that third and 10. Um, so they're going to need guys to step up. And, and, again, I'm really interested to see what that tight end room, um, you know, ends up doing this season, if Greg Dulcich can maybe give them a little bit of a boost. Um, but, Nick, quickly, I, I want to ask you about Russell Wilson. Uh, he was uh, – let me look up his stats really quick. But he, he was 20 of 33, 184 yards, uh, no interceptions, no touchdowns, 75.8 rating. Are you concerned at all about Russell? Um, obviously, he's he's the guy leading this offense, um, but he just hasn't looked like himself. Uh, and maybe that's a product, like we said earlier, that they're still trying to learn each other. Um, and he says they're really close. But are you concerned specifically about Russell? And what did you see from his game last night? Yeah, I am a, a little because this is based on uh, our expectations coming into the season and what we've seen of Russell uh, in the past. I know he's learning a different, uh, I guess, scheme, and it's very difficult. I remember the great Peyton Manning, when he came here, he had to learn Gary Kubiak's scheme, and he struggled himself. So if I am Nathaniel Hackett, I want to go back and grab a couple of things that Russell was successful at with, with the Seattle Seahawks and implement that into my scheme. Change the verbiage, of course, but the idea as an offensive coordinator is that you want to set up your quarterback to be successful and create those matchups. And, you know, there were some moments where Russell overthrew, I think, uh, Eric Salbert one time. And then on the third down, a critical third down, he uh, threw the ball a little uh, too high for, for Jerry Judy. So you're going to have a couple of those misfires. You can't really have them that often as we start to get down in the back half of, of the season. But that is a slight concern. For me, and I would like to see both Russell and Nathaniel Hackett improve on that by having more conversations, but more importantly, put more things in the offensive scheme that makes uh, Russell comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely say I'm I'm a little bit concerned. I don't think he's looked like himself. Um, You know, I think that he needs to get, you know, out of the pocket a little bit more, uh, use his legs like he did on that one drive. Like we saw how good he can be. Uh, when he scrambles outside the pocket or scrambles for a first down. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, how they use him moving forward, if, if maybe this sparks something. Because, again, we've seen glimpses of it in, in late in games, right? Uh, now they just have to put it get to put it together for a full game. Nick, we'll dive more into Russell Wilson a little bit in the last segment, but also later this week. 
Uh, we do have a new fun segment coming up for our last one here, Nick, but let's take a quick break and then we'll dive into that.